1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: Happy Monday afternoon. Phone so over here, 913-586-7798. Okay, we have two stories about the U.S. Army. One of them is... Instic- indicates indica- in- indicates that the army's doing a good job retaining soldiers. That that in fact they've even cut some of the reenlistment bonuses because they're doing a really good job keeping the soldiers they have. What they're not doing a good job of is recruiting young people to join the army.
4: Yeah, it's and that's an obvious problem. I mean, if you're looking mm-hmm. at that from uh, the I know they don't call it management, but still, from the management perspective, if you're looking at that problem, you're seeing, okay, we've got plenty of people in terms of numbers of people inside the military. What we have, though, is an aging population inside the military, and we don't want that. We want 18-year-olds. We want 19-year-olds. We want 20-year-olds. We want people who, if called upon, can go fight. And that's not going to happen as much if the average age in the military—and I'm just picking this number. I'm not saying this is what it is now. But if that average age is 35 or 40 years old, then you get a problem if you have a battlefield condition that crops up somewhere. So they're they're trying their best. Uh, this article out of NPR talked about some of the things that the military uh, recruiters are now doing to fix that problem. And some of the places that they're now going where you didn't used to see them— we I mean, used to see recruiting offices in strip malls mm-hmm. and occasionally you'd see a little outreach you'd see guys go to the mall when they were still populated with teenagers and and you know just walk around and and try to talk to them where uh, according to this NPR article what they're doing now is they're setting up tables and tents and things like that at state fairs
3: yeah um a couple of things that they mentioned is that high schools was the other place that we used to see it like yeah. they would have tables set up and with the pandemic, that kind of went away and has never come back. And so, yeah, what they're doing is, um, they give an example here of at the Minnesota Minnesota State Fair doing deadlift challenges yep, and giving away t-shirts, like to give to your girlfriend if you win.
4: And And seeing things like uh, yeah, they have the little obstacle courses where you can run remote control tanks and things like that, all things that are military related. And sure enough, I mean, if, if you're in the army or the Air Force or whatever, I mean, the idea of using drone technology for things that aren't necessarily things that fly up in the air, that's already there. So I guess what they're trying to do is to say, okay, if you think this is fun, you know, running these little remote control tanks around this course, maybe you should look at a career in the Army. Right now, though, it doesn't seem to be working all that well. They used to
1: bring the pull-up bar to, like, my high school. They would come once or twice a year, and they'd be like, oh, I bet you can't do more than your friend over there. And they'd be like, Oh no, no, no. I can totally do more pull-ups than my friend. And they turn into like a competition, you know? Yeah.
4: Where when they said that to me, I was like, I'll bet you're right. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah, can't I'm do, not this do that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. And, and they said, even though, you know, the, the ones that they come and, and get to do the challenges are doing the challenges. And then they're walking away.
3: Yeah. And there are a lot of reasons that they list for why people age 18 to 21 are not joining the army and everything makes sense some say they just don't want to leave home some say they don't want to join because they fear getting wounded or killed they're just afraid that we're going to be in some kind of other conflict and some of it is some of the same reasons that we see come up for why young people don't want to do more of the manual labor jobs they just don't want to do that kind of work that is more physical like that
4: yeah and i think there's there's some validity to all of that and i also think that i mean it cannot be overlooked it can't be entirely escaped That we just got out of two conflicts that lasted 20 years yeah yeah that doesn't just go by and and people who are of draft age or of military age would just look at that and go meh probably won't happen
3: again (laughs) no not so much so what needs to happen do we because the conversation that's happened in the past is that the army needs to lower its standards to get in is that something that we should be doing to allow more people in
4: Yeah, and and letting them make it up in basic training and things like that. Uh, You know, to put a little bit more bulk on somebody or the – like I'm trying to remember what the movie was, Officer and a Gentleman, I think, where it was all about upper body strength and, you know, (laughs) the the DI was saying that over and over again. Um, You know, is it that sort of thing or is there something else? And you know what I'm curious about is if you are right now – 35 or 40 and had a, a fairly decently long military career or even a military career that's still going on, what would you say to a 20-year-old right now about joining? And I'm not even asking you to, to pitch them on the military. If, you're, if what you would say to them is don't, well, then fine. Whatever the answer is, what what's your opinion of it? Because, I mean, most of the things that we get, our views on things like that slide down from our parents. Mm -hmm. And if your dad is in the military and hates it, but stays Mm -hmm. in because of the benefits and all of the other stuff, then you're going to look another direction.
3: Yeah, the other thing I'll bring up real quick, and then we'll go to the phones, is that um, 16% of the Army is now female. And that's a number that keeps slowly going up, but now that all combat positions are open to women, they're trying to recruit more women as well. I'll just read the line. Women tend to be a higher quality recruit, score higher on tests, and have fewer brushes with the law. <laughs> I didn't make it up. Okay, you know,
4: sure. Um and and I mean those are the people that they're going to look for anyway. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I I wonder if the flip of that is also true because there used to be that thing that was like if you got in trouble for whatever it was, drunk driving or whatever, it was always, "All right, you're going to do 6 months in jail
3: or you're going to join the army." Mm-hmm. Does that even happen anymore? I don't know, but I think it's really interesting because it's also really important.
4: Oh, definitely. Yeah, let's let's go to Beth in Independence and see what her experience is with this. Hi, Beth.
3: Hi. We had the armed forces
0: at Fort Osage High School just last month, and we also have the military tractor trailer emblazoned with their corporate name on the side of the trailer at the fair in Independence, the Santa Callaghan Fair. Yes,
4: yeah, so they're going so everywhere they, they still
0: can. they are out there. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, they're they're trying to put themselves in front of young people as much as they can. What uh, what would you gauge as the response when they were on campus?
0: I think some of your high school kids are now looking to that, which the generation right after or before that did not want to go. So you're seeing an uptick of interest. But when you were talking about the problems, I think one of the problems is the pay. Most of these kids and young adults are making more than that at fast food, so why join a service Mm. when your pay is so low in the military, but yet your life is on the line? And the third aspect, I would think, is the age. Some of the other countries' age isn't cut off so low as America they can go into the service in their 40s if they want to. Yeah, We can't hear.
4: No, yeah, it's it's pretty much you're relegated to the— re- if you're over 30, uh, you're relegated to the reserves at that point. Um, right. So, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, it's
0: like the Ukraine war. We have friends in Ukraine right now, and all ages are recruited no matter what. So if they find you, you are going to go serve. Yeah, okay. No matter what age you are.
4: All right, Beth, I appreciate it. Yeah, and maybe that's the line we can put out, too, is— you know, you uh, as we were talking about Iraq and Afghanistan, um, if you're looking at Ukraine, obviously we we do not have boots on the ground in Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at that and you're 18, does that enter the the calculus when you're thinking about okay, if you are of a mind to to at least consider a career in the military anyway, is that the kind of thing that's going to come into your mind and go okay, yeah, we're not there yet but then again we spent 10 years out of iraq and then all of a sudden guess what we were right back there
3: i also just ask how do we make um the military more appealing particularly the army like the air force has already got top gun right like there's already things about that that people like how do we make the army more appealing so that you're not going to work at mcdonald's instead so that it just seems like a better direction ago. Yeah,
4: G.I. Joe was a long time ago. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, it is. It's a great question. Uh, we'll, we'll go back to, the, if you want to jump in on this, 913-586-7798. 7, 7, like I said, on either end of the age spectrum, if you're, if you have a military career that is either completely or largely behind you, or if you are that 18, 19, 20, 21 year old, who's thinking, okay, I've got no real direction right now. Why not? Um, what is it that that's becoming part of that decision making process
3: for you? Do we still have James on the line? Uh, we do nine not. three. Okay, no James. Brown. Well, we'll take a break. Top Gun is Navy. Excuse me. I Top Gun has <laughs> boy, its own. Well, they were right there. Holy weren't they? cow! Wow! <laughs> Don't get Top Gun wrong. Jeez. Yeah, I also okay, s- I also
4: said drill instructor for officer and a gentleman, which was Air Force. So I screwed up too,
3: guys. It's okay. You can get on my case. It's fine. My point being, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I'm certain you will. Um, the army is still out of the branches of service the least sexy one. It's the least flashy one mm-hmm. that's out there that just seems to have the most trouble. So okay, I'm done with analogies for the day. True enough. Because text lines all over me. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll get to more of your calls next and KMBZ. 9135867798 how do we get more young people 18 to 21 let's say interested in the army uh they are 10,000 recruits short of what they need
4: Yeah. And again, it's not really hurting them entirely at the moment because retention is up higher than it's been in a very long time. So they're not necessarily in need of people. They're in need of young people to make sure that people don't just start aging out and leave them in a hole. So with that, we'll go to uh, Jeremy and Leavenworth who, (laughs) boy, Leavenworth, you might have a thing or two to say about this. Hey, Jeremy.
2: Hey, uh, how's it going? Going well. What do you think? Uh, So yeah, so I'm, I'm currently active duty military. Um, Uh, I've had conversations with other young soldiers, you know, they do their their first uh, set of years and then they're thinking about getting out, they're not sure what to do. Um, And it's all, to me, it's all about, like, what do they want to get out of it? Because some guys want to come in, they want to get some experience and then use, you know, maybe some stuff to go to college afterwards and maybe find out what those young kids, what they want to do with their life once they get out of high school, what's your goal? And then see if that Army can help them achieve that goal.
4: Yeah, it's funny. In the article, a lot of the recruiters are relying on that, saying, hey, you know, wouldn't you love to to be able to get out after your first hitch and college is paid for? Um, And and even that they're getting kind of mixed reviews for. And it's funny. We just heard from somebody on the text line who said as a a female with I believe she said six and a half years in. uh, She said that uh, her advice would be wait until college is done, then go in, go in as an officer.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can do that as well. Uh, and the other option is also is that some of these jobs that they can get, um, they can also get certifications um, that they can use on the outside. There, there isn't just mm-hmm. jobs like, you know, uh, infantry or or other combat arms type stuff. There's other jobs that you can get specialties in and you can use that on the outside. There's behavioral health specialists just for an example.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so what do you think is the biggest hitch with, with uh, trying to, to convince an 18-year-old this is an option? What's the biggest hurdle? Well,
2: well I, I mean, uh, the, the lady earlier talked about money. And, and although that might be true as far as the base pay, there's other extra benefits as well that maybe they don't know about. One example is uh, is insurance. There's a health insurance system that's all paid for. They don't have to worry about paying for that. That's true. Um, yeah. If you go in as a married individual, uh, some young recruits come in as married, uh, your your housing is paid for. And if you don't get housing on base, you get money extra to pay for your house.
4: Hmm. All right. Uh, all good stuff. Hey, uh, Jeremy, appreciate it. Thanks a lot for getting in. You know, Again, it's a lot to think about, but I don't know how much of that filters down to the average 18-year-old.
3: Right. So that has me thinking about um, – uh, the, like having in high school, having guidance counselors or whoever whoever talks to high school kids about what their path is, mentioning the military as an option for later in your career, like have kids think about what they wanna do after high school, even if the military's not it, I mean, to the, to the example that came out on the text line, if you think you wanna be a pharmacist, it might not occur to a lot of people that the military can be an option in that path that may help you out. I didn't know that until we started talking about this more, um, because it was never offered to me as an option. I don't know that I would have joined, but it's mention that as a possibility in whatever pet, whether you want to be a doctor or whatever it is, that that can be a part of it.
4: Sure, yeah, and and you think about it. I guess any almost any career path. And now I'm going to sound like a recruiter, and believe me, that's not my mm-hmm. that's not my intention. I mean, make your own decisions, but it it is its own. Insular community. So every job that exists on the outside in one form or another has to exist inside the military. Right. So, how, how do we fix that? Let's go to Jim and Independence up next. Hey, Jim. How are you doing? Doing all right. What do, what do you think? Uh,
5: well, I think a lot of the problem is the uh, woke stuff that they've been putting out. But as a retired, when I retired in '92. The um, prospect of getting an education there, I came out as a certified high-pressure welder, a um, sheet metal worker, a heavy metal worker, a plumber. You know, I was qualified even to be a farmer. So, I mean, going in has got a lot of advantages other than just pay. I agree the pay is the pitch <laughs>
4: way to make that pitch, Jim. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but in the, in the long run right now, me and my wife has got track care for life along with our Medicare. We don't pay for any surgeries or anything. The only thing we pay for is $12 a, uh, for a three month supply of medicine.
4: Yep. All right. Uh, Jim, th- thanks a lot for the telephone call. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to yes, Yeah, uh, no, It's it's that woke stuff, Jamie. It's it's that woke <laughs> stuff all the kids are into. It's uh it's, it's woke. Sure.
3: Okay, I'm going to come back to the idea that every career path has a path through the military. I don't know enough about how and I apparently gotten something else wrong and someone else else arguing with me on the text line. It's Monday. <laughs> um I, but the, I just ask part of the reason why people would join the military is to get not college that's free, but college that they don't have to pay for all of. If you're going to do college first, I assume you're paying that out of pocket because you don't know if you're doing the military next. So it makes sense to me. You'd have to do the military first out of the gate.
4: Yeah, um, yeah. Right. So, I mean, there are advantages on both sides, but either way, uh, let's go to, to I, you know, how does that conversation start? How does what's the most effective way for that conversation to start with somebody who is either 18 or I guess at that point, 21 or 22 uh, to at least make them consider it rather than private sector? Because obviously there are plenty of advantages that exist there as well. We'll go to Matt Cullen from North up
1: next time, Matt. Hey, guys, how's it going today? Doing all right. Doing all right. What do you think? So I enlisted when I was about halfway done with my associates when I was 21 years old. Uh, Originally, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I always followed my dad's footsteps. You know, my dad was a banker. I was a banker kind of to a degree for a little bit. My dad was a mover. I was a mover. My dad was drafted, and I didn't have the option of being drafted. Uh, He's 50 years older than me. I'm 26. He's 76. So Mm. I went in and, and enlisted In the reserves, I looked for a job and I did research on a job that I wanted to do and I could do in the private sector, which is human resources. And so I picked a job that is human resource in the reserves. Um, In the reserves, I was wanting to go to college, but once the Army bug bit me in basic and uh, my advanced training, I kind of just wanted to deploy. And so enlisting is a, a big step in a person's lifetime, and they really have to wonder what they want to do. And so if you really, really, really want to be HR, Army's not a bad place to start, but it's not the best place to go to the private sector. That's one thing I'll say. It really just depends on what you want to do the rest of your life. Can the Army help you figure out what you don't want to do? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because there's a lot of suck. Like, that's the best way to describe it. There's a lot of suck in the military. And, Jamie, you said this earlier as well about why the Army is kind of seen as the ugly branch. Because – I talked when I got out of basic and advanced, I immediately worked at a recruiting station for a while because it's a good time to get, you know, your DOD pay and your benefits Mm -hmm. and everything while you're looking for a civilian job. And, well, everybody, whenever one branch makes a mistake, they always look at the Army first. They don't look Mm -hmm. at the Air Force or the Marines or the Navy. They look at the Army first because all the movies, they're about us. Almost all the presidents, they've been Army. Every single major event is built up of Army. Remember the first big series that put HBO on the block that wasn't The Sopranos or The Wire? It was Band of Brothers. Yep. So the Army will always be seen as the first, well, we are literally the first branch, but we will always be seen as that first branch. And when I was enlisted, the Vanessa Gilliam situation was going on, and that affected a lot of us junior enlisted. For those brothers.
3: who don't know what that is, Matt. Including you
4: know, me. I don't remember. What, what, yeah. you go over that one again.
1: Vanessa Gillian was a private first class over at what used to be called Fort Hood, now Fort Cavassa. the name I can never pronounce or remember, yeah. who was sexually assaulted and reported it to her chain of command. That never went through, and she was, before we found her body buried on the post, we found seven other bodies. Oh, I, okay, um, thank that, you, yes. Now I remember exactly what was, you're talking about. It was a crap show and a half, and it still affects a lot of us junior enlisted. Even though we didn't know her, it's, it's our sister. Yeah. I'm an only child. The only brothers and sisters I have wear dog tags.
4: Um, wow. All right. Uh, That's a good way to put it. And, and when when we're looking at recruiting from here, like you said, it's, it's seen as the ugly branch, even though it is very much the face of the military. When you think military in your head, you think of an army man, you know, standing there with a the, with the rifle and a helmet and the whole deal. Um, so how do you get that image to mean something tangible to an 18-year-old the way it did to you?
1: So the first thing is, I always look at the bright side of life. I always have been. The younger generation doesn't. We, uh, as someone who's worked with kids in the past few days, I can tell you right now, uh, we, dark humor is a big deal to them, so it's a lot harder. When the Army made its new recruiting standard with the, um, the, the actor gentleman whose name escapes me right now, it was very well done, and I thought it was brilliant. But I think what the best way the Army's ad campaign is happening right now, like they're bringing back the old motto, be all you can be. And that's a really good way to do it. Make the Army a place for you to start your life and your adult career system. Now, another thing is Google uh, Army Vets uh, actors right now. You will find nothing but awesome actors. If Darth Vader, the greatest villain in the history of film, <laughs> is a former army soldier, heck yeah, that would be a great recruiting process. Bring these actors who have said, this has made me the man I or woman I am today, and show what commitment and honor and army or whatever key flashy word of the month you want to use. That's a great way to be it. Okay. But push out that process.
4: You got it, and Matt. Thank you. And that's Great also call. yeah, that's not a, that's not an unusual thing either. I mean, out of the acting realm, but into musicians, recruiters have been using that, if, if, you know, from Jimi Hendrix to Shaggy, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that's nothing new. Um, and yeah, it's probably a pretty effective tool too. When you hit somebody where they live and tell them the guy that you look up to, this is why, this is what he credits for putting them where he is.
3: Yes. All right, uh, we're gonna move on. Coming up, we have a guest uh, to get to here coming up in just a couple of minutes. We talked earlier in the show about the um, problems surrounding the side shows that we still have problems with. There was an event over the weekend that maybe aims to corral that. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ.
1: Is your reward. Medello, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: The goal of a sideshow in a church parking lot over the weekend was to cut down on the problem sideshows that we've had a lot of. Did it accomplish the goal? We have an organizer of the event on the line with
4: yeah, us. Yes, Desmond Logan, kind enough to join us to do a little talking about what happened on Saturday. Desmond, thank you and welcome in. Thank you, sir. It's great to talk to you. Let's talk a little bit about how this was set up, um, because the most the most that the first that most of us heard about this was just today and yesterday.
5: Well, it's uh,
6: well. It was just set up to where uh, we put them in barricades and make them do challenges and just you know get the crowd involved. So we we do we do more of a show instead of just what they do in the street because what they do in the street is pretty dangerous. But they're going to do it, so if you put them behind concrete barricades and put bleachers into where they they have to do a performance.
3: We still have them, right? Okay, sorry, cut out there for me for a second. So when you decided to put on this event, what rules were put on the drivers?
6: Well, the rules that was put on the drivers was just, you know, have fun, uh, listen to the horn, uh, shut it down when you hear the horn Uh, That was it. Uh, No guns, no alcohol. And that was the only rules we had for the drivers. It really is just uh, we had a – because I have a 12-year-old son that I put the show together for because we go state to state, and this is what he do. So we didn't have nowhere for us to do this show in Kansas City, but we we go out of town. So I just kept pressing and kept pressing until somebody – Gave me a yes, and they just so happened to give me a yes at the church.
4: (laughs) That's great to hear. So just keep going at them. Uh, So how long was the event in the works before Saturday night? How long did it take to put all this together?
6: Less than 30 days.
4: No kidding. Wow.
6: It was a whole lot of, man, it was a whole lot of blood, sweat, and tears. It was a whole lot of obstacles because this is something that a lot of people don't like. So it was a lot of obstacles that try to stop it all the way up into the hours of the show. Uh, we were supposed to get uh, bleachers and all of a sudden we couldn't get the bleachers. So I drove to Sweetport, Louisiana and bought bleachers. So the bleachers we had there, I went <laughs> wow. out of town and bought them from old high school uh, hours before uh, Friday. We had ordered 50, 50, barricades. We needed 50 barricades. Uh, and then the day before the show, Somebody had miraculously called and had them canceled, so it was a lot, <laughs> a lot wow. of, of, of a lot of stuff. But it's one thing I do know: when you uh, are determined to get something done, hey, the 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 reap the benefits is, is man, well worth it. So we went through a lot to get it done, and once we got it done, all the naysayers and all the people who didn't like it, all the people who was trying to be against it, was like, wow, we didn't know this is what she was trying to do. Now you see my vision. <clears throat> and so we just took a park lot and turned it into an arena. And then I gave them a message because they won't sit and listen, you know what I mean? Unless yeah. you give them something that they want to do. And so you hold it like, all right, well, we're not burning rubber. We go give you a message. And so we gave them a message about violence and how we need to come together. And uh, we are trying to keep it going every week. This is something that we want to do every week. Every week, this is what needs to be done. Just think about if we got these kids off the streets from doing the illegal sideshows, in the future we could turn this into a a whole new event.
3: Do you have a sense of whether the people that took part, not spectators, but the people that took part, also are involved in the illegal sideshows that we see um, in areas like power and light. Part of why we ask is because the theory that's that's working is that you won't get the people that do the illegal side shows to come and do it in a controlled environment because there's not the fear of getting caught and that's part of the appeal.
6: No, we working on that. This is something that we just got to work at. You, Yeah, quite naturally, you go going to have the ones that want to, but basically if we started, because there was a lot of guys that are, that took part. I mean, all, well, basically all of them except my son. For the simple fact there's nowhere else to do it so everybody that participated in it participates in the illegal sideshows and we getting them we getting them to come in because uh, the laws are about to change on them uh, we got the uh, World Cup coming in, in the city so we got to do something before we get company coming in and uh, if we start now two three years later it'll be completely off the street.
4: Boy, I hope so. I hope you're right about that. And and the uh, the thing is, you know, you you have uh, this isn't something that's just relegated to Kansas City. We saw one of these illegal sideshows going on in a tunnel on I-71 just south of Cleveland. Over the last couple of days, it looks like we lost Desmond there for uh, just a second. We'll see if we can raise him back again. But yeah, Jamie, I don't know if you saw this over the weekend. There was uh-huh. there was a huge one of these inside a tunnel. I mean, you want to talk about dangerous? You're just spinning donuts and stuff like that inside a tunnel. It just seems like one of the craziest things to do. So uh, yeah, I mean, if we can, oh yeah, we we've, we've got uh, we've got Desmond back on the line with it. Desmond, sorry about that. We lost you there for a second. Um, it looks like, oh, yeah, Colin's got him on right now. There we go. Okay. Yeah, Desmond, sorry about that. We lost you for a second. So what we were getting to is, you know, this is going on all over the country. There was a big side show that shut down a, a tunnel in Cleveland over the weekend. And so, I mean, is this the kind of thing that if you're successful here, you can expand out and have events that are sanctioned events that come up every week or every couple of weeks to keep these people occupied?
6: We would have to do it every week, and that is my main goal. My main goal is to show Kansas City be the center of the map, and we show them how we do it. And then my main goal is to go state to state and put on more shows. Cause you just gotta, you just gotta put it out there. Cause these are the kids that's dying. These are the kids that's out here tearing up. And so, Kansas City, we are short 250. I think 200 police officers and short like 4911 operators. And so when you when you know the numbers, the, the police are outnumbered and outdriven. You know what I mean? So if we put them in one central location and i give them, I'll give them money. You know what I mean? Uh, if you complete the, the task, uh, we give them money and if we can get more of the city to get behind it. Uh, we will, we will like single handedly be the first city that can slow down all the illegal sideshows throughout the US, uh, United States.
3: We just got a question on the text line and this is our fault that we didn't lay this out first, but um, I don't think everyone knows what a sideshow is can you explain that
5: well a
6: sideshow is not drifting drifting is a form of racing so uh sideshow is like just performing just having fun you know i mean throwing the car from this way to that way and it's an adrenaline rush for these uh for the young ones so sideshow you know they throwing their hands up in the air you would just really have to come see it or i could send you videos uh later on and I can show you exactly what a side show is. So sideshow so is this kids having fun burning rubber, uh, showing that they have control of the car.
4: It's almost like stunt driving. It's, it's just doing yeah. things to wow the crowd. So with yeah. that in mind, and I'm glad you brought up money a minute ago too, uh, because it seems to me that if you want to get more people involved in something like this, you're going to have to have two things, a sense of competition. You, know, you want to make sure that you can do better than the next guy does. And prizes. So when you're putting something like this together, if you want prize money and you want that kind of thing as a draw, where do you get that? How can you start building that part of it up?
6: Well, everything right now has been coming out of my pocket. Uh, I've been trying to work with a bunch of people from the community, a bunch of people from city council. I ran for city council just recently. I didn't get uh, enough signatures to get out there, but you really just have to get people who understand that we are losing these kids at a high rate. And if we don't do something, you know, cause my, my goal is within the next five years, uh, we go try to attract the kids that's 15 on down and deter them from all the violence that they see. So if we get the ones 15 on down, we could talk to those, we can mold them. And then the, the older ones they come, but right now we really focus on the young kids and anybody who wants to to do right. And so you got a lot of drivers that really don't want to be in the streets no more. They really want to come do right. So we're just hoping the majority will rule on getting these kids off the streets, but we have to have a place where they can come practice, come gather, come get mentored. You know what I mean? we just got to have a place like that. Uh, The YMCA gyms is not the place no more. It's the concrete and asphalt now. (laughs) Yeah
3: so i appreciate the idea of moving them into a controlled environment where they can do what they're doing anyway in a way that's safe but one of the things that we've talked about that also feeds into this is having the spectators they do it because there's an audience which you are also providing there and so is there an element to this of make it less cool make it less popular make it less inviting for spectators and maybe this will tamp down a bit
5: no, I'm talking,
6: well, you want to make it more cool and more inviting for the spectators because the spectators is what we're doing it for. You have uh, what we had out there. I don't know how many people we had out there, but it was quite a while. And there was a lot of people that came out that was more or less like we hear about the side show, we see all the negativity, and so let's see what they can do and make it positive. So what we got out of it was a bunch of people from the community said, hey, I've never seen it done like this uh the kids love it uh, and they can't wait to come see it again and then yeah. you got a lot of people that want to be taught how to do it because it's pretty fun so uh this is this is this been more positive than negative because once we get the concrete barriers we are ready to rock and roll and we can put on a full blown show we uh we have uh influencers that come in from out of town that these kids look up to that are drivers too and they all are trying to push the whole uh, make it legal, you know what I mean, going yeah. to the, sanction, uh, the more sanctioned places. We don't like it, you know what I mean. I, I, I started it back in 2017. We had started off with 40 people at a car lot. Nine weeks later, we had 4,000 people on 59th and Prospect. The police came and shut it down, said it was just too many people. We tried it again down on 31st and Pasell at the Scottish Rite Temple. They said, again, it was just too many people came out, uh, no violence and as you see we make safety is our main goal everybody that comes in there gets patted down we search cars we make sure there's no liquor and no guns and as long as there's no liquor no guns we can have some fun
4: Good deal. And uh, I want to ask a little bit about getting the word out, uh, because one thing that we hate in this job is finding out something after it's already happened, (laughs) like we just (laughs) did, is how are you letting people know where and when these events are going to be? And uh, when it comes to, like you said, you know, doing workshops and having other drivers come in and teach people things. I mean, that's another great way to keep people coming back. (laughs) And you can do that when it's legal. How did the church feel? After the event was over, were they happy with what you did?
5: Yeah, they was
6: they was happy. We just had one hiccup. Like, you know, anytime you do something that, that's been new, you you, you got to expect a little hiccups. Uh, there was no violence. It was just, you know, <clears throat> the, the kids, they get hyped up. And I understand. We couldn't uh, let them get out there with the two cars at a time. Until we had to make sure a lot of drivers could drive, so it was just more of a safety thing. And they just really wanted; they was all hyped up, and they really wanted to get out there and really show their skills. And we just had to stop them from doing that. So we just shut it down a little early. And you know, we looking forward to doing it again.
4: All right, very good. Well, listen, we're we're looking forward to hearing about it. And as far as you know, people following you and finding out when the next event's going to be, how do they find you?
5: You
6: can follow me on uh, Facebook.
4: All right. Um, At
6: at Desmond Logan, that's D-E-S-M-O-U-N-D, or you can go to Cash Car KC, or you can go to my son's fan page, Young Throttle fan page.
4: Young Throttle? Um, Love it. (laughs) All right.
6: That is the 12-year-old sensation. When you see the videos, I'm pretty sure you go want him on the show. Uh, The guy is out here. Uh, doing a phenomenal job. He started when he was 11 at the last show we did on 31st Street. we He's been with some of the biggest names that uh, of drivers. We've been to the Siemens Show. We've been to Detroit. We've been to South Carolina. He's been uh, to, I think, around about nine different states and, and showing his talent.
4: Well, We will definitely do it. And uh, you you give Young Throttle our best. And Desmond Logan, best of luck to you with this. I think it's a great effort. Thank you.
3: Thank you, sir. You got to take care. Appreciate it. All right. Coming up to wrap the show here, a new reminder from the TSA. Get to that coming up here in KMBZ. Okay. So uh, real quick here. What do you do on Friday night that we should talk about? Oh, uh, what
4: What am I doing on
3: Friday night? I'm (laughs) seeing something. That you wanted us to talk about on Friday night?
4: Oh yeah, no, no, I'm hosting something. Yeah, sorry, I'm a dope. I totally, I was looking at something else and got distracted. Okay. Uh, yeah, Friday night. Uh, if if you are of a mind to and you like good music, there is a festival coming up, uh, and we're going to be at uh, at uh, Knuckleheads in the new part of it in the in the barn out back, uh, and it's called Boomerfest. It's a bunch of music from the '60s and '70s, uh, all local musicians, top notch local musicians who are going to be. Uh, putting the show on uh fedding a bunch of the the you know top bands of the area stuff like Chicago and uh Carol King I mean it's brilliant music it's going to be a lot of fun and everybody is encouraged to come dress like hippies <laughs> so <laughs> wow. uh, I'll be hosting and I believe it starts at seven o'clock so uh, just check the knucklehead schedule and if you want to come out and be with us it's going to be a great night
3: Knuckleheads. Okay. yeah. Put that on the calendar. God, it'll be really good weather by then. If you haven't checked the forecast for the rest oh, of the know. week, yeah, after Saturday, Wednesday, it becomes awesome. Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be in the 60s for a high. Yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be perfect. Be perfect for that out <laughs> yeah, on Friday night. Big time. All right, we have a new reminder from the TSA. And you think, why do we have to tell people this? Why, why is this something, and for once, it doesn't have anything to do with guns? Um, so the TSA is reminding travelers not to put their pet through the x-ray machines (laughs) so what you're supposed to do is carry your pet with you when you go through the metal detector Mm -hmm. take them out of the carrier and either carry them with you as you go through or walk them on a leash as you take them through the metal detector apparently a lot of people are just leaving them in their carrier and putting them through the x-ray machine
4: yeah you'd think people would know better that i mean even if you have to go through the thing where you have to put your hands up the old backscatter radar thing that's still going to be a lot safer for fluffy because nothing alive is supposed to go through those so they're not even as restrictive as like dental x-rays i mean the outside of the machine is all enclosed so that you're not spraying x-rays all over the, the inside of the airport uh but you don't want anything going through there that's alive and the fact that they had to remind people makes you think, well, does that mean that there's been a rise in the number of people dumb enough to go through and put fluffy through the? Yes, yes, there has, is the answer to that, and that's exactly why TSA is doing this.
3: They say too many travelers have fed their furry friends through the screening machine. <laughs> um, what's the worst thing that happens? Ah, uh, cancer would probably but be a really quick. bad
4: one. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, there's a reason why the dental hygienist leaves the room when you get the x-ray at the dentist's office. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, yeah. they always go behind the wall. Yeah, it's not good for you. And like I said, I mean, the dose of x-ray that you're going to get from one of those machines is probably going to be higher than what you get for either a de- an x-ray at the doctor's office or at the dentist. Because they don't have to worry about living things going through there. They're not That's supposed true. to.
3: Yeah, um, so just look up, you would just think that anybody that's going to take their pet on an airplane with them, that's such a big deal, that you would look up all those restrictions and all those how-tos ahead of time.
4: Yes. Can you imagine being the person that's sitting there running the machine? Like, you're (laughs) sitting there, you're a member of the TSA, and you're watching, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's a Walkman, that's a, you know, whatever, that's an iPod. Uh, I'm going with old technology today.
3: And, And then all of a sudden, Bones! Hey, that looks like a cat! No. Or like when it meows as it's going (laughs) on the conveyor belt. (laughs) Isn't that going to be a pretty good hint?
4: Think. Yeah. When it barks. It's going to be a dead giveaway unless they've had all their doggy downers before the flight, in which case they might be zonked out.
3: Oh, my gosh. Don't. Um, and then real quick here uh, before we hand this off in a few minutes. Um, yes, I had seen the thing about the ring of fire, but let's talk about the solar eclipse stuff here for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. There's there's an annular eclipse. I was just looking up. In fact, that's why I couldn't remember what the heck I'm doing on Friday night, uh, what the path is. But there's what's called an annular eclipse. So solar eclipses come in two varieties. There's a total eclipse where the moon is close enough to the earth that it co- covers the entire disk of the sun. That's not what's coming. What will go over a, a significant portion of the western U.S. Uh, a little bit later this week is called an annular eclipse. Annulus is Latin for ring. So okay. what, what you get is the moon is a little farther away from Earth right now than, than normal. So it's not going to cover the entirety of the disk of the sun. So what you'll get is a dark spot in the middle of it that will cover most of it, but you'll get that little ring, that annulus of... The sun's Corona along the outside. What that means is if you're going to look at it, you still have
3: to wear eye protection through the entire thing. You cannot look directly at that. Okay, so weather.com put out a list of important dates of what you can see. Mm -hmm. And October 14th is that annular, which is a hard word to say, ring of fire solar eclipse. Yep.
4: Uh, um, and and w- the the great thing about it is viewing online which is probably going to be your best way to do it especially if you're not planning on traveling to Washington state or Oregon or wherever mm-hmm. um is going that you don't have to obviously you don't have to worry about eye protection you can look directly at somebody's camera looking at it that's mm-hmm. that's completely fine And you'll probably get some excellent views of what that looks like. I would love to see one in person. I've seen a solar, uh, uh, you know, a, a total eclipse in person. Never seen an annular eclipse. I would love to do that one day.
3: I mean, it was just cool to see the moon last night. Yeah. I was driving home after the Chiefs game had started and it was like, it was bright red. I mean, of course, this is what we're talking about, but it was just super cool. And so we'll probably have some more of those.
4: Yes. Coming up as oh, we
3: go through the month of October.
4: Yeah. And lunar eclipses are great, too. Yeah. I mean, anytime you see that, you look up and see a blood red moon like that. That's uh, that's definitely an experience. Those are a lot more common.
3: Yes. So, yeah, just keep an eye out. And hopefully I think we only have rain. Always. Mid-week, so always that'll be good, good. Yeah. Always a good reason to look up. Absolutely. All right. That does it for us for the day. We will be back tomorrow here in KMBZ.